Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back, everyone, for another edition of the Bob Pompiani Show, 412 412- 928-9370 is that number to call. You can also tweet at KD Pomp. We're here taking your calls until 1 o'clock and waiting to find out who will be in goal today for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I put a little Twitter poll out there, and I asked, how would you play this one? Would it be Murray Jari today and tomorrow? Would it be Jari Murray? Would it be Murray Murray? Would it be Jari Jari? And I'm pretty sure you're not going to see both goaltenders or one goaltender play both games. What you will see is a split, and I'm betting today it's Murray. Now, a lot of people want to find out Today, if Mike Salomon will go with Jari just to see how he does against the Capitals, a team he has never faced, and he certainly is a very nice stick handler compared to Matt Murray. But I have a feeling with points on the line, you're going to find that uh, it will be a situation where Salomon will go with Murray. So he should be meeting with the media right about now. We'll have an answer for you coming up um, momentarily. Meantime, 14 of the next 15 games are against teams in their own division. That's important because you can move up quickly. You can also move down quickly. It's tightly knit. It's going to make for some fascinating games down the stretch. But I also know that, you know, this is a time where teams can separate themselves. The Penguins did that last year down the stretch to get into the playoffs. They needed it badly. However, this year they want to win a division. I'm one of those people who believes home ice is important. I know you can win a cup without getting home ice. I know the Penguins have five Stanley Cup championships, but only nine division titles. So it's not necessary, but you can control a better pathway, I think, to where your goal is. And when everything is so tightly contested, any advantage is a good advantage. And so for me, I'm going to say that's an important thing. And I would play it up if I were them. That's why you can make up points real quickly. If they win both games this weekend, next thing you know, you could be in first place by the end of the weekend. It will be interesting to see. The Flyers are on a roll. They've won eight straight. Um, they're uh, one of those teams that are getting good goaltending now, and it all starts with good, goalt- good goaltending. If you have an opportunity to make big saves at big times, Carter Hart has done that, uh, and that's where it starts for them. They have some guys up front who can certainly take advantage of opportunities in transition. They're talented guys. they got some really good young defensemen on their team led by Ivan Provorov, but Flyers are legit. You may not want to hear that, but they are, and – 
you know, there's one game left with Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, two against Washington, four against Carolina. So those games will likely determine who gets the positioning in the Metropolitan Division. I want to talk hockey, so all you have to do is um, call here and let's do that. Or we can talk about some other things. And I have a list of things that I think are interesting, and they have been talked up more maybe than they deserve to. Christian Yelich just got a new deal with Milwaukee. Um, so I'm watching Milwaukee over the years sign Ryan Braun to a $100 million contract. Now they have their first $200 million contract, and this is a market size very similar to Pittsburgh. And Yelich is going to get more. I tried to do the math on this, and I'm not sure what next year's payroll will be. But based on this year's payroll and last year's payroll and likely next year's payroll, Christian Yelich will make more by himself in three years than three years' worth of Pirate entire rosters. So that kind of sums up what's wrong with Major League Baseball, in my opinion. Uh, you can't have teams not spending, other teams spending, other teams spending way more than others. There's got to be a better system, and there's not one in sight because people are making money. So as long as they make money, they don't care what the system may be. But it does not do well for competitive balance, in my opinion. And this is why teams like the Pirates are going to be hard-pressed to find the right chemistry to win a division or to get into a postseason. And this doesn't guarantee Yelich will either, but I applaud the effort. The Cincinnati Reds have done the same. The Pirates have always... You know, come out and said, well, when we feel we have a competitive team, we'll add to that team. All right, that to me is not the right logic. When you feel you have a competitive team, you should absolutely try to add. But when you don't have a competitive team, this is when you absolutely must add. Otherwise, you're just sitting around here telling people that this season means nothing. That's the that's the direct message, and I don't like that message. I never have. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Now we also have. NFL free agency coming up. That begins on March the 18th, and the Steelers still have not designated a franchise tag for Bud Dupree. To me, there are really four options out there on Dupree. Number one would be franchise tag him. That's pretty simple. You just get him for one year. You're guaranteed to the one year, and if you don't have a long-term deal, then you just say goodbye after this, this one year. The logic there is this is a good enough defense to win with Roethlisberger coming back with an offense more than capable of scoring over 20 points with him healthy at quarterback. That adds to a good defense. If that's not the way you go, number two is you franchise tag and sign a long-term deal if you feel that he's a big part of your future. I don't know if they believe that. I know they bet on him, and I know that Kevin Colbert said they'd like to have him around here for life, but they've said that with other guys who've not stayed around here for life expectancy as a Pittsburgh Steeler or an NFL player. Number three, you can tag and trade. This is something that's rarely used, but it is a, it's, it's an option uh, if you feel like you can come to the right number and then you can trade, it's what uh, they did with Jadavion Clowney down in Houston. They could do that. Or you can just say, well, we're going to go in another direction. We have to save money for T.J. Watt. We don't need uh, to bring Dupree's contract into play here because we need other needs and we'll, we'll spend money elsewhere. I, I don't think that's a realistic option for them, but that's certainly one of them. Also out there, Tom Brady and the fascination over Tom Brady is really interesting to me. Uh, Tom Brady tweeted out, uh, a reaction to Antonio Brown, and apparently they stay in close contact. And apparently, if you read between the lines here, Tom Brady wants to go someplace, and part of the condition will be bringing in Antonio Brown. Number one, I think that's foolish because Antonio Brown is going to be facing some suspension time. So, regardless, number two, why is there so much? It starts with Brady, this domino effect of quarterback signing. Why does it start with Tom Brady? And I ask that completely of the belief that he's the best quarterback in the history of the game. 
Okay? But he's also 42, going to be 43. Which Tom Brady are we getting here if you're, if you're a buyer? San Francisco seems to be flirting with this. And I don't know if it's them or people covering them or whatever the case may be, that they'd be willing to part with Garoppolo in favor of Brady. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Jimmy Garoppolo did a pretty good job last year in all statistical categories. Jimmy Garoppolo was the guy who was the quarterback of a team that went to a Super Bowl. If San Francisco believes that Tom Brady is the thing that stands between them and winning a championship, I'm sorry. Garoppolo did everything he could. That's not why they lost that game. Anyway, these are some of the interesting topics going on right now out there. So um, you let me know what you think about it at 412-928-9370, as Mark has done. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you today? Great to talk to you, Bob. Beautiful day here in South Florida, about 78 degrees. Oh, rub it in. Go ahead. It's not so bad here either, by the way. It's, it's, you're going to have a good weather there tomorrow. But anyways, <laughs> I hope you would, hope you get down to Braves and the Pirates. But uh, you hit it on target with Milwaukee and Cincinnati. But what's even more discouraging is the union this week. Tony Clark and his boys, they filed another grievance against teams like the Pirates, the Rays, the Marlins. And when you talk about competitive balance, I think you hit it right to the point. You, you, you have to have something in baseball where even if the teams are getting luxury tax money, you have to show where they're reinvesting in the product. I saw Travis Williams a few weeks ago at Pirate City. And I told him one of the most things that's really frustrating is that people don't deprive Bob Nutting running a business, but what they don't like is when he doesn't reinvest money back into his business. And and the Pirates are a public business. They're a public treasure. This is a team of Stargell, Clemente, Mazeroski, even with all the losing they've had. And I just don't think Nutting gets it. When he talks about the Pirates, he just talks about them like they're another entity in his business portfolio. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think – it's not another entity, Mark. This is a different kind of business. If you're in it to make money, yes, you can make money. And he has certainly made money. And he's going to make a lot of money this year based on the payroll I see. But that's, not, that's more... not the point of owning a baseball team, and he should be held to different standards. I agree, and I think the problem also, Bob, is the commissioner in baseball. You know, the, he, he comes off like, well, I can't take the union on with the Astros thing. Well, they have a major league, the major league baseball is a major security division in their office. And and back in the day, Boy Kuhn, he stopped, you know, Joe Rudy from being sold and Catherine Scherer, he stepped in and what, what was called the best interest of baseball clause. And today's commissioner, Rob Manfred, he's he's just a shield for the owners that are making money. He's not He's not doing what's in the best interest of baseball, in my opinion. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. And, and there have been grievances against the Pirates for their lack of spending and how they're uh, using their money. Uh, the Pirates just yesterday came out with a kids will get in for free. I think it's under age 14. Now, that would not typically happen if you were playing really good baseball. You wouldn't do that. You'd charge. It's an easy way to charge. Uh, if you're trying to do it to fill the park because your you know, season tickets are lacking, I don't know the, the rationale for that. That's a, that's a new concept by the Pirates. I mean... It's fine because kids can get in and get a sampling of uh, a really good timeout. But at the same time, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't uh, show well for, you know, tickets sold this year. And I'm not sure what those ticket sales are, but I just know that uh, you wouldn't give those away if you didn't have to, at least in my opinion. 412-928-9370 is the number. You can hit me up on Twitter at KD Pomp. Matt Murray is the choice. Uh, and that's not surprising. I thought it would be Matt Murray. He's won two in a row. He's a point collector right now, and I think points are precious in the Metropolitan Division. So we'll talk more about that and more. Uh, all you have to do is call us at 412-928-9370 at KD Pump. Uh, but I think Murray is the proper play today. I know a lot of people want to see Jari against Washington. 
Well, he's going to go with what he believes will give him an opportunity to win right now. And um, as I said, Murray has collected a lot of points in the last uh, seven or eight starts he's made. So uh, I do expect to see Tristan Jari tomorrow, and I expect him to play well tomorrow. Uh, but he is not as proven as Matt Murray, and I think Mike Sullivan, like a lot of coaches, will go with guys who are proven, who've done it in big games, and he's done it in big games. It's a nice problem to have, folks. Trust me. You look around the NHL, and you will see that there are not a lot of teams right now getting excellent goaltending play. So that makes sense to me, and I would expect Jerry again tomorrow. He did not comment about Jerry tomorrow. He'll do that tomorrow. Let's go to Jeff and Shaler. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I yes, talked sir. to you once or twice before. Nice talking to you again. Yeah, you too. What's up? Uh, I, I just wanted to talk real, real briefly. I was just, I just got in the car and heard what you said about the kids getting in free seats, and uh, that, that I just wanted to talk a little bit about Bucko baseball. But that kind of shocks me. That's like minor league material there. It kind of shocks me that they're doing that. And then number two, I just wanted to talk to you real quick about the outlandish uh, payroll and stuff that you were talking about. Uh, Yelich, two hundred million and you know, a pirate not being able to catch up to that for what, the, the organization for three years. Right. Do you feel like, and, and I, haven't, I haven't really ever presented this question to you guys, but and maybe you've gone over it. you feel like every owner should be given a cap? Uh, you know, if you own a team, uh, is it feasible to give them a, a cap? Like, you have to spend... 75 to 100 million to be an owner like is that do you think that something like that is feasible or i think i I don't think a cap in in baseball is ever going to happen but i do think they can work hard to get a floor and that's where it needs to start so you have to spend a minimum yeah that's that's yeah i i i was thinking that because i was talking to a few buddies and it wouldn't be a bad deal i mean you already have enough money for the you know for the yeah the floor that's a good that's a good word for it but, uh, yeah, thanks, Bob. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, I, I've always said that, and I've said that for decades now. It's just not going to happen just because they certainly – it's like it's just not going to happen. They don't want to see it happen. Let's go to John in the car who joins us right now talking goalies. Hello, John. How are you? All right, Bob. Nice to talk to you. I was just calling to talk about the goalies. I'm obviously not the GM, nor am I the coach, but – I don't understand uh, the comments about, well, he's got the experience. In my opinion, Murray has been brutal in the last two playoff rounds. He hasn't improved from when he did win the two Stanley Cups with a really good defensive team in front of him. Jerry got the higher ceiling. And how do you get experience unless you're ever given a chance to get the experience? I understand. Hey, listen, John, I understand that last part of it, and I don't think in any way, shape, or form they have given up on Tristan Jari. And keep in mind oh, no, I, that Matt Murray is still a young 24, and he's he's done a lot of things in his short time here. Uh, I think if you just look at Mike Sullivan made a choice. He felt it's March's time. They have 15 games in 29 days. They got a lot of 14 out of 15 Metro. They want points. They need points. He believes that Matt Murray is more geared to do that at this point. Jari's had the better overall big picture season, no doubt. But I think he's just yep. gonna he's gonna go with a guy he trusts, and that does not mean he doesn't trust Jari. He's just he has a choice to make. He's made his choice, and I think you'll see Jari tomorrow. But no, I get that. I, I think the big thing with Jari is he moves the puck so much better against a big, heavy, bruising team, whether it be Washington, Boston, uh even arranges this point, that puck-moving ability is huge. Well, guess what? It, it is. It's an advantage that he has. But I think Murray is better technically. I think Murray is better in making bigger saves at bigger times, at least more recently has. 
So it, it, no matter who you pick, there's going to be pros and cons. That's just the way it's going. And I'm not surprised that Sullivan did this. He has a long-standing trust with Matt, with, uh, Matt Murray. For Thanks, sure. John. Appreciate the call. Sure. 412-928. All right, we're back. 412-928-9370. Today, the Penguins will go with Matt Murray. Uh, Matt Murray, if you're driving in, give us a shout on that one. Your take. Um, it's, it's a good problem to have. They have two really good goaltenders. He's going to ride Murray, who's won two straight. He wants to keep the win total going. And this is a big game against the Washington Capitals. And Murray's had some success there. I know a lot of you want to see Jari against the Capitals. And, uh, so far that hasn't happened. But, you know, bottom line is, they need to play better all the way around. This Capital team has been kind of in a mess situation lately. They've not won a lot of games, and they've allowed Philadelphia to creep back into this thing. They're scoring enough, but their goaltender has been up and down. Just the other night, uh, Mika Sabanajad had a five-goal effort against the Capitals as they lost that one in overtime. They actually were lucky to get a point as Ovechkin got his second of the game to force the overtime. But watch out for the Rangers now because they are, you know, they didn't trade Chris Kreider. A lot of people said, well, you should have. Instead, they signed him. If they make the playoffs, that's a team that could be dangerous, you know, just because of what they have up front. It's younger. They wanted to rebuild. They've done it pretty quickly, and I think um, they're knocking on the door now. Let's go to Mike and Bethel Park, who joins us on the fan hotline. What's up, Mike? How are you? Yeah, good, Bob. Uh, if I may, if, uh, just to, what I'd like to see baseball do, I don't know if it works, that latest attendant uh, got fired in Anaheim, the visiting locker room attendant yeah. for help the other players. Uh, let me run something by you here. Not, if it's crazy, I apologize. But I'd like to see baseball just let the, let everything go old school, like 130 years ago. Bring back the spitball, sandpaper, <laughs> whatnot, pine tar. Because they're doing it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, they're doing it anyway, so we don't have to monitor it. Stealing signs, video, the whole works. And what I'd like to see thrown in is a little hockey element. When a guy gets hit by a pitch, he's allowed to charge the mound, square <laughs> at it. No one can enter. And if they, 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 they fist the cup, and then instead of getting suspended, they're just kicked out of the game. And I think baseball would correct itself possibly with the hit by pitches and whatnot. I'd like to see baseball go a little bit uh, yesteryear rogue, and uh, I didn't know what you thought about that. Well, that's not going to happen, but, uh, you know, that thing in Anaheim is really bizarre because this is a guy who's been one of their loyal employees, you thought, since the 1980s. And here he is giving up information to the other team. You know, people talked about Pete Rose betting on his own team. No proof that he bet on others, but... Yeah. That was bad enough uh, to get him a lifetime ban. And then we see the Astros trying to steal signals. This is even worse. This is a guy, this is sleeping with the enemy is what this is. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know. No, it's never going to happen what you suggest, although I think down deep teams are always trying to gain an edge, whatever that may be. But if you charge them out, you're in deep trouble. Uh, that doesn't mean it won't happen, and I suspect you're going to have some brawls this year. I do. I expect the Astros to be right in the middle of a lot of it. Just because I think teams are going to be throwing at them. And I and there's a big over and under in Vegas on how many times those guys are going to get hit by pitch. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you, Bob. All right, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. 412-928-9370. Bruce and Cranberry joins us right now on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hello, Bruce. Hey, Bob. I got a question for you. What, I, the Pirates and their approach to salaries, I have always wanted to ask this question to, to somebody to know. Why don't they structure things? to where the, the salary is front-loaded, and as you go on in years, the, the, the uh, salary, uh, you know, goes down rather than up in, in the outlying years. So, for example, Josh Bell, why not sign him to a, a salary where the money is front-loaded 
uh, you know, with a, a large sum up front, and then and then it goes down as time goes on, so that if he is producing, it's a it's a team friendly contract, and you can keep him. And if it's not, you you can you have the ability to trade him because he's not making a, a an astronomical sum of money. It would be great for Josh Bell because obviously he's not making any money during arbitration. And, and yeah, but all the all money the money you front. get, all the Bruce, all the money you get on a long term, it's all guaranteed. So it doesn't matter if it's I, up front. I, the only thing it would do is help the team, and they're not going to agree to it to help the team. Uh, normally, the Pirates help? they'll give you a contract, but it's going to be backloaded so that when that time comes to get rid of somebody, you can just trade him away and not have to deal with it. Although it makes it more difficult to trade him, also. Yeah, but Bob, that's what I'm saying. Why would Josh Bell not take a contract that's front loaded? I want my money right now. And and if it doesn't matter to him whether he makes the money, why would he want to take the money in the in the outlying years rather than up front? It gives the team flexibility to, to, to trade, obviously, but it gives Josh Bell all this money right now. So a, a, a contract may look like, hey, we'll give you twenty million dollars this year, and it's going to go down rather than up, so that four years from now, if he's not producing, I can get rid of him. I'm not saddled with the contract. And if he is producing, I've got him under contract. The it's simple answer, Bruce, the simple answer is this. The Pirates don't want to play that, pay that money now. They don't want to be – they can cater it any way they want it. And, again, it takes two to tango. That may be fine with Josh Bell, who's guaranteed every little penny of it. But the Pirates don't want to pay that if they know that in year you know, three or four down the road they can get rid of it because it's, it's bottom heavy. So that's your answer. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I still don't understand why Josh. You, you said that Josh Bell wouldn't want to do it. I don't understand why Josh Bell wouldn't want to do it. Well, I get like why. I said, the Pirates don't want to do it more than anything. That's your problem. The Pirates will agree to a deal. If you look at the McCutcheon deal that they did, right? That was the only one I can draw it because it was six years, but it was before he became a free agent, and it was it was incrementally increased to the end where most of the money came at the back end years. Correct. So it should be inverse of that. It should be we'll pay you now while you're producing, and 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 if you continue to produce, we're going to have a team friendly contract. But if you're not, we can get rid of you. We're not saddled with the contract. I understand the pirates, that, but the pirates don't want to pay the money now or ever. So they're going to take as little as they can now and build up to a place where they can trade them away and not be obligated to the remaining part of that that's on the back end. Yeah. I, so if you're spending fifty-six million dollars this year, and you tell Josh Bell, "We'll pay you twenty, and our payroll is going to go up to seventy-six, and then your contract's going to go down fifteen, ten, five in the outlying years," to me, that the Pirates could cost certainty and flexibility. I, I and Josh Bell would jump at the chance to make twenty million this year. It's a it's a win-win for both sides. I I, I just don't understand why baseball continues to to to, to pay contracts where they're the outlying years they're they're on the hook for for large sums of money, and they don't have any flexibility whatsoever. Well, I understand what you're saying, but uh, that's the reason that, that I think they're never going to do that. But thank you, Bruce. I'm, I'm waiting for the day they do uh, end up signing someone. I don't know if I'll ever see that day. Jason Mackey told the fan uh, show, uh, the PM team, that he believes during this new administration you will see uh, a contract that is similar to Yelich, or at least in you know over $100 million. Uh, we have to take a break. I, we, our man, Mr. Halustak, got some really interesting numbers here uh, concerning the Brewers and the Pirates. So I'm going to look at those when I come back and tell you more about them because it tells a story about where the Pirates are with respect to the average payroll in Major League Baseball, not the highest end, the average. 
412-928-9370. Ed in Leechburg, hang on. You're going to come first. When I come back, I want to remind you, our show is brought to you by the good people of Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, Allegheny Health Network, PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one, Cochrane, go one better, and Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com. More of your calls and tweets on the way next right here. It's the Bob Pompiani Show on a beautiful Saturday in Pittsburgh. We return right after this. All right, welcome back as we roll along here on the Bob Pompiani Show, which is brought to you by Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one, Cochrane, go one better. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, as well as Ireland Contracting. They are the title sponsor of the nightly sports call show every night on Pittsburgh CW. And I also want to remind you about uh, texting us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. It's Edgar Snyder and Associates. They remind you to text responsibly. You can follow us on Twitter, too, 937thefan, driven by Shorty Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations at shortykia.com. we got some tweets in. John Terrick says, why is Sullivan scared to play Jari against the Caps? Jeremy Hillman says, Jari has not played against Washington. I would have loved to see that today. Well, again, I think he he is aware, and maybe he's saving him in case he has to use him in the playoffs against the Caps, who may not uh, get a read on him. All I know is that he prefers at this point to gather points, and he, he believes that Matt Murray is the right answer for that. So now getting back to the Pirate stuff, uh, I want to look at these two payrolls, and this just goes to show you how things go. Uh, you can either choose to spend or not choose to spend when you don't have a floor or a cap. Now, according to this, uh, where did you get this one here, Matt? This is from Baseball Prescription. Okay. So the Brewers have had over $100 million in salary, uh, roster salary, over four of the last six years. Last year they spent $123 million. The average payroll was $134 million, so they're real close to the average. The Pirates last year spent $74 million. That's $59, or $59 million less than the average. If you look back over all the years, the Pirates have never gone over $100 million. Uh, this year, they're trending right now at $51 million. That would be $78 million less than the average. The Brewers this year are already over the average, and they also have money on the books here for the next nine years, while the Pirates beyond 2021 really don't. So, again, this comes down to long-term contracts, and I'm not advising anyone to sign eight, nine-year contracts. I think those can be risky and those can be bad ones. A lot of them have not worked out. What I am suggesting is they spend more than what they're spending, and it's one thing to do it on guys like uh, there's a report out there that the Pirates may be looking to ink Newman, Reynolds, guys like that longer term. That's easy to do. Because now you're just taking up arbitration years. Uh, that's not the challenge. The challenge is once they go through those years in arbitration, are you willing to stick, keep them around at a higher rate? And that's where I think the problems always lie. Let's go to Ed in Leechburg, who's been patient. What's up, Ed? How are you? Ed? Pitch. Maybe a slider or a split finger or something, and he's just throwing it out there, see how it works. And it didn't work yesterday. Now you go back to the drawing board and uh, maybe change the grip or change the release point. And that's what the exhibition's all about. Yeah, I understand that. But I don't like the fact that seven runs are given up. If, if he's experimenting, then don't then end the experiment. <laughs> and I know that's these results don't matter. But I do think individual performances do matter on a team that does not have a clear number one, number two, or number three starter. At this point, Ed, who would be your top three starters? 
And on other teams, on other teams, would they be top three starters? Archer, Musgrove, and Trevor uh, Williams. I don't know. Williams, Williams, yes. That's it. Now I ask you: Would any of those guys be number one on any other team, or for that matter, number two? Absolutely not. But we got what we got with that payroll. And that's what I mean. And and so Musgrove, I guess, can afford to do whatever he wants to do down the spring training because the numbers don't matter because he knows he has a spot. And I just think they need to do better. That's all with regard to bringing. And they could have brought. You know, if you think this year is going to be a bad year, which I think by all accounts it will be, then do something about it. Go and spend some money. Again, you should not worry about Bob Nutting's money. It's his money, not yours. You should be concerned with a the team they field. That's that's how I've always looked at it, and I think that's the obligation of the owner. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate all right, thanks. All right, thanks for calling four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. We got Jack in the car. Hello, Jack. How are you? Hey, any better I'd be in heaven. Uh, my question is this. I have two questions. First of all, the guy who called in about front-end loading the contracts, um, that's great for the player, but think about the pirate side, the drop-end of that. Suppose they gave Archer $100 million to come in his first year, and look at what he did. And then you're locked into him, uh, and you've gotten the money already divvied out. Nobody's going to want the player, let alone he's easier to trade. So. The fellow who made that call doesn't understand economics, and certainly wouldn't do that if he owned the business. My second question is, I guess that was a comment. My second question is, you're a golf guy, right, Bob? You yes, love sir. golf. You take, you take all kind of heat about it. I, I feel sorry for you with those guys you have to hang around with. But <laughs> the Bay Hill Classic is on now, right? And most people would say, Arnie Palmer, is the greatest golfer to ever come from this region. You'd put him right up there, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Okay. Who is an equally great golfer from this area that nobody ever talks about in the Golf Hall of Fame? Uh, never took a penny for playing golf. Won multiple Opens and uh, amateur championships. Do people in this region even know that? You, who, you know who it is? Are you talking about Lou Worsham? No, I'm talking about Carol Semple. Oh, Carol. Well, we're talking about. I, I wasn't going on the LPGA circuit yet or any of that. We were talking about just the men. Yeah, Carol Semple Thompson. We've talked a lot about her, and I think people know her. She's a she's the first lady of golf in Western PA, and maybe the first ambassador in globally. That's how good she's been. Absolutely, and I mean, I I've never heard her her name mentioned. Oh, uh, we mentioned it quite a bit. But well, again, talking it, we're talking about separating the PGA Tour from the LPGA Tour. I didn't know you were going to delve into that. So thanks, Jack. Appreciate See, the call. But no, she's she's wonderful, and she always has been. Um, in her day, I mean, she's won so many events, and I think all the young uh, players on the LPGA Tour really look up to her, and they know her. They respect the game. They respect the history. This is one thing I love about golf, too. People who play it. Uh, know the history. They know about guys who and women who've come before them and set the way. You know, so uh, I'd like to see players in today's day and age respect that. You don't see it nearly as much, but it should happen. All right, we're due for a break here. Uh, but before I do that, I want to remind you about the weather because fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet in McMurray. Now is the time to get your spring break getaway. Your SUV or truck you want from Sun Chevrolet on Route 19. The day starts with a couple of flurries. Today, some clouds, and it moves up to 43. Tonight, clear, low of 28. Tomorrow, plenty of sunshine, warmer, high of 60 degrees. A little flirtation with spring, and tonight is the night 
that you move ahead with those clocks, or you will lose an hour of sleep, which is never good news for those of us who work in this medium. <laughs> we want more sleep. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 